All right. Hey, welcome to the B Team Podcast. Uh, today, uh, it is Justin hosting, and I am joined by Sarah. Hi, everybody. Happy spooky season. And we are here to discuss Hocus Pocus. A little different than what Josh has been doing on his Joshoween pods. Um, and uh, we're going to we're gonna focus more on the second one, but we're also going to cover the first one. Uh, we'll do a little bit on the first one here at the beginning. And um, then kind of go into what our thoughts are on the new one. Um, so uh, before we get into the summary of the first one, uh, Sarah, um, how did you... Uh, usually when we do these, we like ask, you know, when you came across it, you know, are you a fan, blah, blah, blah. Um, so how'd you come across the first Hocus Pocus? So, uh, I actually remember seeing the trailers for this. Uh, it came out in the summer. It was very, very strange. It came out in 1993. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was a little Sarah and, uh, I do remember seeing the trailers (laughs) And uh, but I didn't actually go and see it in the theaters. But yeah, it came out in the summer, not in the fall, which would you you would think. Um, so it was it was a little bit strange. But um, I didn't actually see it until uh, probably I would say like ninety five or ninety six. It was on um, what is currently I believe Freeform, but was ABC Family, formerly Fox Family, like. Mm-hmm. That family network, not Disney, because we didn't have the Disney Channel. Um, but yeah, no, we we watched it and then we started watching it, uh, you know, every year on like the 31 days of Halloween. And it just became part of our hol- uh, Halloween tradition. You know, like I believe that there are two kinds of people in the world. There are Christmas people and there are Halloween people. And I am firmly in the Halloween people category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I just Google it because I didn't realize it came out in the summer, and it did July sixteenth of ninety three. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh is a little bit of numbers for you while I'm on the wiki page. Um, it did have a theatrical run. Um, and the budget was twenty eight million, and the box office was forty five point four million. Twenty eight million seems like a lot for this movie in nineteen ninety three. I don't know what the number is. But, right. But I mean, um, it was Disney, so they definitely yeah. had a budget to play with. And I mean, at the time, Bette Midler, you know, like oh, she was she popular. Probably, Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker was also pretty popular. And uh, mm-hmm. funny story, they also uh, starred in the First Wives Club as well. Oh, right. They were in that together. Okay. They were. Yeah. So they've definitely mm-hmm. been in you know, multiple things before they, you know, they had great chemistry. They were adversaries in there, but you know, mm-hmm. they had great chemistry here. All, all three of the witches did. Yeah. And Kathy, uh, not, 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 not Jimmy. I think that's how um, you say her name. Yeah. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I butcher yeah. her name every time. I, so Kathy. And, and- <laughs> Yeah, and to people who listen to this pod, I butcher everybody's names. I butchered Sarah Connor. So, you know, it's <laughs> it, you know, it, it happens. But um yeah, I know her most from the Sister Act movies cuz yeah. my grandmother's oh, a yeah. big fan of Whoopi and the Sister Act movies. So yeah, she's in that one. Um I don't really know her for anything else, but um except for this. But yeah, so um yeah, I uh I did not see it in theaters. Um I saw it uh, probably because when I was a kid, we I had cable at my dad's house, but I didn't have cable at my mom's house. 
Mm. Um, so I feel like it was probably something I had watched once it came out on uh, tape. Uh, mm-hmm. So I probably saw it once it came out on tape. And um, we, you know, we kind of watched it every year. Um, you know, my my family kind of likes that movie. So uh, it used to be one of the things we used to watch every year for Halloween. Um, but my mom's a big horror person. I'm not yeah. a horror person, as we know, as we've done in these multiple uh, <laughs> reviews. But I'm not the horror guy. Um, so I've always generated more towards the family Halloween stuff. Yeah. Um, so that tends to be what I watch around Halloween time is the family, family friendly Halloween well, so stuff. It, this yeah. is definitely a family movie, but when you think about yeah. it, in the opening like ten minutes, like a kid is killed. Three witches kill a kid. Like yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Well, was, yeah, I mean it was also the nineties, so I mean you could get away with a little more than you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, you know, I guess uh, you know, murder and and Salem. You know, I guess really isn't, you know, unless it's Days of Our Lives, but it's a different segue, I guess. Um, yeah, no, the, the original is definitely like, I mean, it's it edgier than than the than the sequel. <laughs> um, uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just do a, a general plot for the first one, because I'm assuming also I'll say it right now, spoilers. I mean, we're going to talk about these two movies. So if you haven't yeah. seen the first one, I don't know who you are. But you're a widow because <laughs> it's, it's been on, out for 29 years. Get with the not only, Yeah, not only has it been out for 29 years, but it's literally on every year, like eight times during October. And everybody is talking about it for like the last decade. Somehow it's become everybody's favorite movie it's over the last decade. It's become a cult classic. Like, even though yeah. it had a huge budget and like it did make its, you know, its budget back in the box office, it was not considered a hit. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's become like a cult hit over the years. I think it's the nostalgia factor, you know, all of us, you know, watching it as kids now seeing it as adults, like, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's crazy. I see little kids wearing, you know, shirts that say, you know, come, we fly or it's all a bunch mm-hmm. of hocus pocus. So like it's, you know, it's definitely been passed on. Hence why they have a sequel. <laughs> yeah, my uh, we we went camping last weekend and um my uh my stepmom and my sister um made a charcuterie board with uh-huh. like with like the witches on it like the three of them like nice. made like a, yeah and so they got like super excited for it we watched the first one and then i don't think they realized what time it was and so at like 12 30 at night they were going to put on the second one and i'm like are you sure you want to do that you're probably going to fall asleep during it <laughs> so then we ended up waiting until we got back to society to uh to watch to the watch second it. Yeah. So well, no, but, you have uh, to be in the right, like you know, frame of mind. You want to pay attention mm-hmm. to it. Like my okay. one girlfriend, actually, she had a whole viewing party this past uh, Sunday, and mm-hmm. we decorated. We did a charcuterie board. We did like you know, um, you know, uh, a bunch of like Halloween themed uh, snacks and you know, gotcha. like, brunch stuff yeah. and like drinks. So it was it was a whole vibe. It was fun. Yeah, it kind of seemed like that was the weekend for a lot of uh, chicks around the globe. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> apparently, yeah, a, a ton of people did that. And I was just like, whatever, it's an event. It's, you know, it's something to celebrate, kind of like a like a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl following. Exactly. All right, so, so for generally the plot for the first one, uh, so 
beginning of the movie takes place in 1600 Salem. Um, we have the Sanderson sisters, um, who are Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. Um, they um, have taken a little girl, Emily. Um, Emily, yeah. And, yep. And uh, Binks, who's played by uh, uh, the brother. Sean Murray um, from NCIS. NCIS, yeah. But, but, um, but uh, interesting note, uh, it's not his voice. They dubbed him because he couldn't do a convincing uh, British accent. Oh, I didn't know that. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so um, so he gets turned into a cat and his sister dies. Um, and then um, there's a black flame candle that brings the witches to life. And so um, uh, Winifred um, casts a curse that will resurrect them um, on Halloween if a virgin lights the black flame candle um, yep. in their house. And so then centuries later in... Halloween 1993. Um, there is uh, Max. Um, Allison his and his sister Danny. Yeah, yeah. Allison is his crush. Um, so these kids, um, after we find out, you know, relationships and everything, um, they end up deciding on Halloween while trick or treating to go to the Sanders' house. Um, and then. Which has Allison, since become a museum. Yep, it's a museum. And um, Allison lights the black flame candle. No, Max likes it. It's actually, it's funny. He offers her to light it and she goes, I don't think so or something like that. So there was speculation that maybe she's not a virgin. It was scandalous back in the day. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I forgot that. And so then, um, so they light it and the sisters come back to life. um, And... uh, you know, they come back, they, you know, trying to find children. They try to kill those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, they, they're trying, uh, to, they're the trying to kill the kids, like not just to, yeah. you know, be, you know, be mean and scary. They're, no, um, it, they want to regain youth and become like, yeah. you know, essentially immortal because the black flame candle only allows them to come back for one day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so once uh, its magic has been spent, they, you know, are going to go to dust again unless they, you know, complete the spell, you know, get another, you know, youth potion and then they, they are here to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then um, so basically what happens is the sisters are trying to retrieve the book because now the three kids are trying to reverse the curse. So that mm-hmm. way. The sisters can't be resurrected after um, the sun comes up on midnight. And um, so what happens is, you know, if the sun comes up, they go back to being dead. But if they say a a spell, it'll keep them alive forever. And then they can just go on, you know, tormenting the world. And so the kids um, are trying to stop that from happening. Uh, We get... um, uh, Binks, who is now a cat, um, the guy from NCIS, he's now a cat, um, mm-hmm. and he's been living in Salem all this time. Um, so he um, helps them uh, escape from the witches along with um, Winifred's uh, old flame and boyfriend, um, Billy, Billy Butcherson. Butcherson. He's one of my yeah. favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he gets uh, dug up from his grave. And, um, so he plays a role in it. And so he's also trying to, he's 
he's kind of being used by the sisters, but then he's also trying to help the kids because he doesn't like the sisters. But you don't know that because his mouth is like sewed up the whole time, so he can't talk. And then afterwards, he like you know talks about his disdain for Winifred and how we never even liked her, and they kissed one time or whatever. And um, so anyway, so um, and so this book has uh, a life of its own. It has an eye. It's you know its own thing. Um, so anyway, so the moral of the story is, is that in the first one, um, sun comes up. Uh, and they um, say the the spell the the thing in the book, and um, they end up uh, getting rid of the witches, and then flame goes out. Everything everybody's good. Basically, what happens? I know I'm kind of cutting out a lot of stuff, but yeah, watch anyway. the movie. You know, if yeah, you I, have I, it, I you're write, missing out. Yeah, yeah, I didn't write a summary for this one, and also if you're watching this, you've seen the movie, so you know what happens. Um, mm-hmm. anyway. So yeah, this one, this one's uh pretty good. Um, I think it's very good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I... it's like there's there's comedy, there's some horror in it. You know, there's there's singing. You know, the famous um, I put a spell on you and now you're mine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it it's it's pretty good. Huh? Yeah, and um, oh yeah, no, we it? actually went and oh. saw it in the theaters. Um. I don't know if it was last Halloween or the Halloween before it was oh, during COVID. So the theaters, yeah. I guess we're trying to, you know, no new movies were really coming out. Mm-hmm. So we watched Indiana Jones that summer. Um, mm-hmm. They yeah, put, uh, we watched gremlins around Christmas and they put out hocus pocus right around uh, Halloween. So we went and saw it. And I mean, I had again, never seen it in the theaters during its initial run. And it was, I mean, it's great. Like it does stand the test of time. Like there's, tons of jokes and like you know there's kid-friendly jokes and then as an adult you know re-watching it like there's like other nuanced jokes that you don't get when you're a kid yeah i um um i didn't get to see hocus pocus in theaters but i did see like back to the future and um raiders and stuff like that in mm-hmm. theaters um when they were br- doing all those bring back things or whatever or all mm-hmm. the old uh, movies and stuff um but yeah, this is I mean it's it's a it's a really good movie. It's a really fun movie. Um it's definitely one for the whole family, uh kids, yeah. parents, whatever. Um, you know, it's thankfully for this one, it doesn't really date itself that much. I mean, you can tell it's in nineteen ninety three just because of like how they're dressed and stuff, but to be honest, yeah, honest with you, it's, it's um, it is not like a you know right. Yeah, it's not like it's not like, oh, here's my walk, you know what I mean, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't really say like I'm in the nineties type of thing. It's just like, Hey, these, it just, you know, it happens. So yeah, it, um, you know, plus the acting is, you know, for the kids, it's well enough. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's a kid's movie, you know, it's not like they went out and found like Leo or something, you know what I mean? Which I don't even know if Leo was on the scene really at that time, but, um, uh, you know, he there, was and actually, I yeah. think he may have actually, I don't know if he went for this role, but, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, he's obviously not in it, uh, but, you know, the the because there's the trio of sisters, but then there's also, you know, the trio of like the main characters. So Max, mm-hmm. Allison and Danny and, you know, all of them, you know, are basically I mean, they're 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 
they're under 21. So they're, you know, essentially kid actors. But um, Omri Katz, who played Max, was great. Vanessa Shaw, that played Mm -hmm. Allison, she was great. And then we also have a young Thora Birch, you know, like we probably, you probably know her. I think she was in Ghost World. She was in um, uh, American Beauty. Everyone knows her from that. She was also in, um, before this, she was also in Kindergarten Cop. Um, she's the girl, girl, yeah, she's the girl that needs to go to the bathroom. And Arnold goes, there's no bathroom. That's Mm -hmm. that's that little girl that's in there. Yeah, she's in Dungeons and Dragons. She was in Clear and Present Danger the next year in 94. So, like, she definitely was, like, you know, a pretty, you know, big, like, kid star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what was funny is uh, we were, when we were watching this camping, um, one of the guys from the site next door, he came over and like was watching it with us. And he's like, oh, you know what that looks like? That looks like Hillary Swank. I, I forgot Hillary Swank was in this for the... Um, oh, Vanessa uh, Shaw? Open. Yeah. And I was like, that's not... <laughs> Oh yeah, I could see it with like yeah, with like she... the lower half. They both have like distinctive mouths and like yeah. lips and teeth. But um, I was like, no, I was like, this is not the next Karate Kid. Oh no, no, but yeah, no. I mean, they were all great. And then we were talking before, you know, Doug Jones actually plays uh, Billy Butcherson, and you know, he's in full makeup. So, you know, uh, and most of the time he's in full makeup when he's in different things, but he does a great job too. And he was, you know, he was a trooper. We, I've watched some like behind the scenes stuff about, you know, the, all the makeup and everything. Like when he cuts his, um, stitches off of his mouth, mm-hmm. um, moths come out. So, you know, this was 93 CGI. Wasn't like a huge thing. That was a real thing. Those were real moths. <laughs> They were wrapped in some kind of like chrysalis. So they like, you know, so that they didn't like, you know, start fluttering in his mouth. But like when he opened it and like kind of spat them out, like those were real moths. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that part. And I also didn't realize until this one came out, the second one, that Doug Jones did that role. I had no idea. And then I saw an article today and I was like, oh, snap. I was like, that's Doug Jones. So, yeah. Which kind of makes sense because he's kind of in that role of like a lot of makeup and mm-hmm. you know like character stuff and you know yeah he's definitely like the character actor like all of yeah the just because of the body type and everything like that because he's like tall and lanky you know what I mean yep. so he you know does those kind of roles he and has everything the look. yeah definitely yeah um, it was interesting because they did because they've done like there was like a twenty fifth anniversary special that I <laughs> watched um. You know, it came out on the 25th anniversary, but I we had just recently I just recently learned of this and watched it for the Mm. first time. And it was actually pretty good. And they got each of the original, you know, stars to come back and, you know, talk about their experience and kind of just give some like background, like tidbits, which was really fun. Um, Yeah, I'm eventually uh, early in the pandemic. Josh and I, we also there was this like online like there was this like online zoom thing. And I think because of the j- interest generated from this was like part of the reason why they ended up deciding to do the sequel. Um, it was to benefit, I believe the New York botanical society. Um, it was not well done. It was kind of thrown together, but like, you know, I, I believe it was sold out, mm. but it was, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Um, 
that 25th anniversary thing on Disney Plus after this one ended, well, the second one ended. And yeah. uh, I've been meaning to go back to watch it, but I haven't seen that yet. But um, it sounds like it's interesting if it's got the cast and everything and they're talking about it. Yeah, no, it was fun. Like they had, you know, performers, they had um, costume contests, they had a whole bunch of different things. It was, mm. it was, it was definitely entertaining. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I mean, I I would probably venture to say, um, without you know getting into foretelling our thoughts on the second one, I have a feeling that we both like the first one a lot more than the second one. And yeah, uh, yeah this the is the first one. You can't like as uh, as Sydney Prescott said in uh, you know, which screen was it? The fourth one. You don't fuck with the original. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, like they a- and like what kind of annoys me about the second one and uh-huh. I'm not I mean I'll be honest with you like it was it was nice because it was nostalgic and it you know it reminded me of the first one because it's the same act they got the same actresses you know they look uh-huh. pretty great like you know their camaraderie like you can see like they're having a ball like mm-hmm. you know playing it but like it's just like they rewrote several like things from the first one in the second yeah. one and it pisses me off when you fuck with the original yeah and there's and there's a there's a couple of like uh things that i've i found in the second one that i'm like Ugh. um but uh let me uh so i think we can put our bow on the first one uh yeah. uh would generally like it um well you love it i like yeah. it um i you know i wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite movies but i it is one of the movies i try to watch during halloween and stuff oh, yeah. like that. It's an annual yeah. thing for me. Yeah. Like in our house, like it was, you know, it was a thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So second one, um, Hocus Pocus Two, which I do have some filming tidbits because it was filmed in my home state. It was filmed in Rhode Island. Yeah. Um, and I could, when we go through it, I can bring up little filming tidbits of of some of the stuff. But yeah, that's probably going to be the most positiveness of my review is going to be bringing <laughs> up the films, the filming locations. Cause yeah, I, no, really I, I did not like that, this. They had open casting cause they needed yep. people to play like the townspeople. So yep. uh, a couple of my friends wanted to do it, but it's a four hour drive and it mm-hmm. kind of annoys me because the first, um, you know, the first one was filmed in Salem <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and in like, I, if not exactly in Salem, like in, in, at least in Massachusetts, you know, mm-hmm. um, I've actually visited uh, Max and uh, Danny's house. Uh, I used to travel for my old job and I was there in March of uh, a few years ago and there was snow on the ground. And it, it's really crazy because it's like right next to like this open body of water. Like, I guess the yeah. way they filmed it, you don't realize it's literally right next to water. So it was very cold. It was very windy. But, you know, the house looks great. Like, you know, whoever lives there now does a great job, you know, keeping, you know, keeping it um, well maintained. And I follow different Instagram accounts. Um, and they always decorate it, you know, not overly for, uh, you know, for Halloween, but like, you know, they understand that people come there. It's, it's an attraction. Yeah. I mean, Salem is very, um, specific about stuff. They're very yeah. picky about like filming there and stuff like that. And, you know, keeping the, um, like keeping the aesthetic of like, yeah. you know, like Salem and stuff like that. Um, and 
And um, so they, uh, I think they also had problems with like getting the okay to film there. Like, mm. uh, plus it was COVID. So Salem was kind of closed. They essentially like yeah. closed down the, the town because people were still trying to go there during COVID and they mm. were kind of like, freaking out about it. So, yeah. So I think it was like, um, I think it was kind of due to that um, because I had been, because I think it was supposed to start filming before COVID and then it got delayed and then COVID happened and then I think it messed it up. So mm. I don't think it was originally supposed to film here. Um but I, I, they just ended up coming here because we were like, okay, because we're <laughs> trying to get people to, you know, come and film stuff here. So, um, but I think they did a pretty good job of, you know, um, replacing some of the places and stuff like Recreating that. Recreating some of the sets. Yeah. I mean, for eagle-eyed fans, you can definitely see the differences. Like mm-hmm. the major difference for me was the Sanderson sisters' house. Like it's oh, completely yeah. different. Like it's next to houses in this yeah. new one whereas in the other one like it was it was its own standalone structure nowhere near anything else like it you know that was a big deal <laughs> yeah um i think for that one that was one of them they did um they filmed that those scenes and um the ones with like the trick or treating and then over at um uh uh tony hale's character's house um that was all done um at one in one town that's uh uh-huh. one socket um that's oh, okay. and, and one socket one socket's kind of close to mass so it kind of there is kind of like a massy feel i guess or whatever yeah um, like the here, architecture would be yeah. reminiscent of it but i mean yeah. Uh, they yeah but no i mean definitely um you know it definitely looks different for people that mm. like no architecture no locations no houses like that was a huge thing with me anytime I would travel I'd always go and like visit like famous houses like when I was in New Orleans I went and uh I went to the Bruckner mansion mansion which was you know in Coven I went to the Mrs. Doubtfire house in San Francisco um you know Oh, also fun tidbit, tidbit, uh, even though the original Charmed was may or was supposed to be in San Francisco, the actual exterior of the house that they used is actually in L.A. So when I was in L.A., I went and I went there. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically um, and then for like the uh, Salem part of it, um, they took over a farm. Um, up in Lincoln Road, Maryland, they kind of recreated like historic Salem in that farm. Oh, okay. You know, so, so they they actually went onto a farm and they used that. Um, and you could actually see it from like the road and stuff when they were like setting no the kidding. houses up there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. And um, it's actually right down the street from where I went to high school and stuff like that. So it was pretty neat driving by there and seeing all the um buildings and stuff that were out there. Um, so did so, you see like the production crew and everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. If you drove by at the right time of day, you could see all the production crew out there. Um, I uh, I had a buddy that was telling me about um, the uh, fire department, you know, obviously has to be on standby because even though they weren't using like pyrotechnics or anything, it was like a weird like propane system, I guess they use um, to do the fire. Yeah, um, but I guess... Even though it's not oh, well, real yeah, fire. on the farm because there is yeah, yeah they do a spell in the beginning and there is a fire. Yeah 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 yeah. So even though even though it's not a real fire, they still needed 
the fire department on standby just in case like that something makes sense you know like people yeah. want to be safe in case it gets you know it yeah, gets so, out of hand yeah so i was like oh that must have been pretty neat instead of like having to hang out in the firehouse all day you just go hang out on the farm watching them film a movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even if right? you're focus focus or whatever it's still kind of neat to just go there and you know see them film or whatever that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah and then, and I, we live in Bloomfield and there's there's a there's a mansion. It's called the mansion um, uh, right by us. And they it's they they film numerous things like so we'll frequently pass by it and there'll be um, production crews and like police there because it is on a main street. And I remember one time we actually asked they're like, what's being filmed here? And the police officer was thinking he was being funny and they're like they're filming like rocky six or something i was like haha you're funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then um uh and then the part where like um they're at like that fair or whatever a lot of that part is in newport um so it's at washington newport yeah so they kind of went all over the state and then um they did film a little bit on federal hill which is like our little italy um section of the city and then, um, and that's in Providence. And then also, um, they filmed all the school stuff at a local, um, uh, Catholic high school, uh, LaSalle Academy, um, which it was kind of neat. Cause we could see like where they covered up like the signs for LaSalle on there and stuff like oh, that. And put up yeah. Their banners. yeah. So it, it was, it was kind of neat seeing all like the, you know, different places and like knowing that they film there or whatever. But yeah, I mean, no, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but it's true. It, it probably would have been better though if they were able to film actually in Salem. But once yeah. again, I, I think they're very picky now about like being able to film there and what you can do there. And then also, like I said, with COVID, they kind of shut down the yeah, town. Yeah, I could, I could um, see it. Yeah, because I remember that was a big thing. They were like, "Oh, we're going to Salem this year. COVID shutting down the town." And they basically yeah. like shut it down the entire town. It was kind of weird, but mm-hmm. I mean, it was weird. So, but anyway, um, so let me go into this uh, quick summary. Um, so, Hocus Pocus two, um, the film starts in sixteen hundred Salem, as Winifred Sanderson is forced to marry um, by the town reverend, um, who is played by Tony Hale. Uh, she ta- uh, takes her sisters into the forbidden woods, where she is endowed with magical powers by a witch um and i forgot who plays the witch um but oh, it's like a from ted lasso i forget yeah, what I, mean. yeah. I don't know i forget her name but i did look it up um and then so now now we snap into 2022 uh modern salem is gearing up for halloween uh we are introduced to three girls who were friends at one point uh one fell out of the group which is ted uh tony hale's daughter um who is also he plays the reverend in the past and he's also an ancestor of the reverend he's yep. the mayor in the present yep. um well i'll get into him because i'm a little perturbed by some of the stuff but um and when uh they join forces um at the end when two of them accidentally release the sanderson sisters once again with a black flame candle um who was made uh by a friend who runs a magic shop out of the Sanderson's house. Um, yep. I'm forgetting his name. Um, in Gilbert. The, in the, Gilbert, that was his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when they realize one of the friends has magic powers, uh, they use the power of friendship to stop the Sanderson sisters. Uh, yeah. Winifred, 
Winifred casts a spell to gain unlimited power only to unknowingly trade the lives of her sisters in return. Yep. Winifred asks the new witch and her coven to help her reunite with her sisters. She disappears with them and Salem was once again safe. Yep. Dot, 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 for now. Because um, yes. they do open it up for a third one. Yeah, um, they do. They have like a yeah. mid uh, a mid series. I'm sorry, mid credits scene where uh, it, it, it's alluded that you know there there could be more black flame candles because the black flame candle in this um, in this movie was actually made by Gilbert, who witnessed mm-hmm. uh, some of the events from 1993. He was a yeah. kid back then, and he's been obsessed with the Sanderson sisters ever since. And they did show some of the footage from the first Hocus Pocus, which I thought it was funny that they were able to cut around the three actors that were the kids in Hocus Pocus. So that yeah. way they pay them to be. Oh, yeah. The, the three the original movie. kids make no cameo whatsoever. And that pissed me oh. off, too. And then um, they don't really mention them by name, nope. um, I don't think. Uh, but they do mention that there were kids that you know some meddlesome teenagers yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely not the mystery uh mystery ink though um and so yeah so uh i'll kind of go into my general thoughts i guess about this movie so i kind of had a feeling it wasn't going to be all that great to start with Mm. because for one um, I'm kind of uh, a Debbie Downer when it comes to a lot of movies, so I always <laughs> go in, so I always go into most modern movies thinking they're gonna suck. Um, well, you know, if you then, set your expectations low, you could be su- pleasantly surprised. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, so I and as soon as I seen what they started doing, and I right was from okay. The get-go, I, I think yeah. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the whole the whole even the salem part i was like like i get it like they do stuff like that but it's like i don't know it's it kind of seemed like it was very in the nose about like like the reverend like forcing her to get married or whatever it's and then like they're, they are playing to today's audience so you yeah. hit the nail on the head before when you were saying that like you know a movie that was you know made in 1993 still holds the test of time like you know 29 years later like yeah. without even knowing what year this came out like it has 2022 written all over it you know like it's it's like down with the patriarchy and like mm-hmm. you know it's very feminist um it, it, there's a lot of like feminist undertones so like you know which we're i mean there's, to... there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with a movie being feminist in tone but, oh, but the way but that modern, they're doing yeah it, modern femin- feminism yes. or whatever is very different than what feminism used to be defined as yes and like yeah. you know every i feel like recently you know i, I feel like everything that I've seen lately, like they did the, uh, they had a sequel to the craft and it was also very like woke. And this is very woke, like from the Mm -hmm. very get go, you know, like it's like, you know, we're supposed, like they were witches. Yes. They were, you know, children at one point because we're introduced to them. And I will say though, that the acting of the, um, the sisters when they were kids, like they were really great. Like the oh, child yes. actor that played Winifred Sanderson, like yeah. she had all of the sass of, you know, the divine miss M. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and she, you know, the casting was like, you know, nail, nail on the head. But she just turned 16 and the reverend was saying that, you know, she needs to, um, you know, she needs to wed. And she said, no, I'm not going to. And, you know, there were some speculation that, you know, they might be witches. They were definitely peculiar kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, she says, no, the reverend gets pissed and like casts her out of Salem so she takes her sisters and they go into the Forbidden Woods and that's when they come across you know the Ted Lasso uh, which and then for her only to reveal that uh, you know when she's 16 Winifred uh, that she's actually blossoming into a witch and uh, this you know mother witch so to speak actually gives them the book in the Forbidden Forest Um, so that rumor that Satan himself actually gave the book, that was the first thing that they rewrote from the first movie. <laughs> yeah. So Satan didn't actually give them the book like this woman did. And, you know, eventually they, they form their own coven. They all get their, you know, their own powers. But like, I think by showing this like origin story, they're, they're almost setting up this like redemption arc. And don't get me wrong, like in the first movie, you know, you definitely know that they're her sisters. And they, you know, they definitely she calls them blithering idiots. She calls them all manner of different things. But you know, they're sisters, they're they're kin, but it's not like thrown in your face like that. Like, there's definitely some competition between, you know, the three of them, like, you know, and there would be some, you know, I guess, uh, you know, good hearted ribbing between them. But in this, like she, you know, it's made very clear that like she loves her sisters. They're the most important things to her, which, you know, again, comes into play, you know, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's already like, as soon as this happened, I like texted Josh because I was at my friend's house and I was like, here we go. Like they are, (laughs) they're rewriting things. They are, they are setting them up to be sympathetic characters. Like they are not supposed to be sympathetic characters. Like I said, they're witches. They are, they are evil. Like they talk about, you know, like they like Satan, you know, they hang out with Gary Marshall in the first movie thinking that he's actually Satan. And they're like, oh, the master, the master. They kill a kid in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Like we're not supposed to root for them. Like, you know, like they're fabulous. They're great, but they're still witches. They're still they are the bad characters in this in this movie. They're not the bad characters. It's almost like the reverend and the patriarchy. They're the bad characters. Yeah, and I was I was really um also um the girl who plays young Winifred is Taylor Henderson. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, she she's really good. And then also the one that plays the mother witch is Hannah Waddingham. That's right. Oh name. yes, yes, the Ted okay. the Ted Lasso. Yep. Yeah, you're yep. right. So anyway, um so you touched on a couple of things. So um yeah, so basically the whole like when they were kids thing, like I, I appreciated those scenes. And I understood why they put them in there. But there's a lot of stuff nowadays where, like, if you make a sequel from, like, an older film and you bring back, like, the original cast and things like that, for some reason you have to go back to their origin if their origin wasn't told in the first one. And you don't need, really, to know their origin. You don't need to know them as kids. You don't need to know any of that because we know that from the first one. And if you just – if you cut out that whole scene at the beginning and you just started from now – and you just used context clues like Billy Butcherson was, um, you know, supposedly the person that she liked. And then, then he explains that she never, he never liked her. Like 
that all gets explained in the movie. Like the fact that they're sisters is explained in the movie. Like you don't really need all of that stuff. I guess it's good because it comes back at the end, but you could have easily had shown that stuff in the movie where, as opposed to like needing to show like a flashback of mm-hmm. them, you know, as little kids getting like, and we don't really need to know how they got their powers. Like we don't need to really know that stuff. And it's kind of a pet peeve I have of a lot of movies where they go back and they do those kinds of things. Like, oh, let's show the origins of, you know, something. And yeah. it kind of dri- and it kind of drives me nuts. And then um uh another thing that you brought up was the Penny Marshall and and stuff scene. Oh, um, the Penny Marshall, the Gary Marshall. Marshall yeah. yeah. Bro- and brother and sister, but watching- they play husband and wife in the first one. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't know if you caught this, but there's somebody watching that scene from Hocus Pocus on TV. They do. Yes. I saw okay. that. I'm like, I get it. Like it's a ha ha. Like it's nice it's to have throwback. them in there. You know, it's the but, fan service yeah, to people but, like us. <laughs> yeah. Which, which, and it kind of goes back to, um, one of the episodes we just did about fan service to me. That's, it's like a nice fan service, but it's also bad because it's like in the logic of the movie, like how is this person watching the first Hocus exactly. Pocus? Like it, yeah. it's an in-universe thing. So it doesn't really make sense. Like I get that it's on there, but maybe they could have done something else to, you know, do a throwback to that or something or whatever. Like maybe have somebody dressed as them or something, you know, walking around or giving out candy or something like yeah. that. I yeah, don't know. Like, this Satan and like they they joke she has curlers in the hair and you're oh Satan married Medusa like <laughs> yeah and then um you know so it's just little things like that and then kind of like the way it was written so like when they're in like modern Salem and they're woken back up after the black candle um and then they go into the Walgreens I'm like this is like Oh, this Walgreens like, oh, paid yeah. some like big moolah for mm-hmm. product placement because they not yeah. only do you, you do they walk into the Walgreens, they talk about it a few other times, like later on. And yeah. even Tony Hill goes, I try to go to, you know, Walgreens. Walgreens Who turns yeah. up light in Walgreens. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's um not only was it like a big like obviously they paid for this stuff, but it's almost like I don't know, it was kind of like that, like like silly humor that they use in a lot of movies like the one that comes to mind is um like the ghostbusters the 2016 ghostbusters yeah. it just kind of seemed like it was that form of form of comedy where it was like i don't know if it was really belittling people in their like thoughts or whatever but it's like why are they why are you making them drink like like makeup stuff and like well yeah because like they want to make like potions so the the new like witches are like oh you don't need to actually brew a potion you you know there's a bunch of youth serums out there but no Mm. i mean i i see exactly what you're saying with the comedy like you know like all three of them are fantastic comedians like you know, they're fantastic actresses. And I feel like the material itself wasn't very good. Like what Mm -hmm. I appreciated so much about the original, like I said earlier, is like the jokes, like there's so many layers, like as a kid, obviously, I know, like, you know, some of the things that they're saying are funny, like amok, 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 like, but Mm -hmm. then, you know, uh, as an adult, like they're talking about they're taking the bus. And they say to the bus driver, you know, we desire children. He goes, well, I might have to try a few times. I didn't get that at the time. I get it as an adult. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of dirty. There was none of that 
here. <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's and that's the problem with a lot of like modern stuff is that like they 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 sanitize some of the stuff, but then some of the stuff they bring right to the forefront. Like there's no yeah. subtle subtlety. There was no in, nuanced like, comedy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, overall, like I don't know. It just it it just kind of seemed disjointed a lot, and also um, Tony Hale. That's what I was gonna bring up. So, oh yeah, I, I like Tony Hale as a as an actor. Um, you know, he he was good in um, Arrested Development. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of Arrested Development, but he's good in that. Um, I I I'm a fan of the show Chuck, which I bring up a lot. Um, mm. He he was the um, general. Uh, he was the assistant manager for a while in season two uh, of Chuck, season two or three of Chuck. Um, and he was great in that. Um, so like, I'm kind of a fan of Tony Hale. Um, in this, he just kind of seemed like they didn't really give him anything to do. Um, they, they kind of made him the, he, they made him the ancestor of the Reverend guy. So like he had yeah. something to do in Salem, but as the mayor of like modern Salem, he really didn't have anything to do. No, so, he was actually like infantilized. Like he yeah. seemed like re- he was reduced to, you know, a man that all he wants is a caramel apple. Like yep. and, he doesn't, and it reminded like, me of uh, really hard to take him seriously. Yeah. And it reminded me of, I don't know if you watch the office, but it reminded me of pretzel day. And it's almost like somebody just really loved the pretzel day episode of the office and oh. then just had, him, and just had him stand in line for this caramel apple that he's been waiting all year for this lady to come back to Salem because she's been in Boston and at GMA or whatever and stuff like that. And so he was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And it was almost like a sketch that they were doing with mm-hmm. him. And I'm like, what does this have to do with the movie? None of this has to do with the movie at all. It's almost like yeah. you just wrote this as like a sketch to keep him busy until you needed him at the end to find him in the garage. Like, it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, I don't like, I don't know. Like it, that, like kind of pissed me off a little bit. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I feel really- like he, like they, they like wasted his talent in that, you know, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm and I'm looking at the uh, like the um, filmography of the uh, director in this. Yeah, and um, she was mostly a choreographer for a lot of films and stuff. Um, but in terms of directing, um, some of the these films are not all that great. Um, Step Up, uh, which is like more of just a dancing movie, doesn't really have yeah. any kind of whatever. Uh, Twenty Seven Dresses, The Proposal. Yeah. The proposal. Oh good. well, just yeah. listening to that, like, no wonder why we got yeah. what we got. The guilt trip, hot pursuit, dumpling, which makes my what, eyes dumpling. Old. I heard good things about that. That's the yeah. Jennifer Aniston movie, right? Yeah, it's the it's um, I think so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, she's a stage mom, and her daughter, yeah, her daughter's like chubby or whatever, and yeah, or whatever the political plus size. And, um, you know, it's about that, but like, I don't know, kind of, it kind of got like, I guess it got like applause from certain audiences, but it was just one of them that I was kind of interested in. And then once I heard kind of what it was about, I was like, eh, you know what, maybe I can skip that one. But, yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, I guess it was original director who actually had, um, cause I was kind of looking some of this stuff up just cause I forgot to look. Kenny Ortega. Up. He was the director on the first one. No, um, no, the one that was originally supposed to do this one. 
Um, oh. There's Adam Shankman, um, which he's done a lot of. He was also a choreographer. Um, he was a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, and I think I've seen this guy and stuff before because he looked familiar. Um, but his films are like The Wedding Planner, A Walk to Remember, Bringing Down the House, The Pacifier, Cheaper by the Dozen Two, Hairspray, Bedtime Stories, Rock of Ages, What Men Want, the 2019 one. I guess they made a 2019 one. I think we would have gotten a very different film if he directed yeah. it. Yeah, and I, for some reason, just seeing that, I feel like it would be a little better. Just because like, uh, I feel yeah. like there are better movies on that list than there were on that other list. Like Rock of yeah. Ages, I love Rock of Ages. Um, Hairspray, Hairspray was good. Um, it's not Hairspray one that I go back great. and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not one that I go back and watch all the time, but I, I watched it a lot because my sister did it as a play in middle school. Um, well, actually, yeah. one of my, my friend, the one who hosted the Hocus Pocus um, view, to viewing party that I went to this past weekend, her cousin, her first cousin is Brittany Snow. Oh, no. oh wow. Yeah. So, you know, like, so, uh, it's funny cause she, she has like a something signed from her cousin in there, which was, which is really funny. Cause like they're friendly. She goes, but you know, she went to the premiere, she met Zach Efron, like she met everybody. So like, oh, I'm nice. sure if you actually looked online, you probably see photos of her like in the background. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. And I guess, I guess he ended up leaving because he started doing this chant, disenchanted. Uh, the um, oh, sequel the Enchanted, to the sequel? Enchanted, yeah, to Enchanted, yeah. So, um, which actually the trailer kind of looked interesting. The, that trailer. Um, so, I mean, who knows? Whatever. So, we ended up with this other lady, which I mean, I guess there's no problem with it in general, but it's just like I don't know if she changed things or whatever. But it just, I don't know. It just seemed very like, um, modern. I guess is I'm trying not yeah, to be super mean about it. I mean, she wouldn't like, have been responsible for the writing, but like yeah. even the directing and like the direction of the film, like I, I see it, you know, like it's yeah. just, you know, as a fan of the original, I felt compelled to see this one, but mm -hmm. you know, it's only because I'm a fan of the original. Like I, I love the trio of sisters. Like, like I said, like they eat up, you know, everything that they're given, which unfortunately is not much, you know, they're, they're just having fun playing the characters again. Cause I mean, that's pretty phenomenal that they got all, that they got all three of the original actresses back. Like Bette Midler is, is 76 years old oh, and yeah. she's up there dancing and singing and like, you know, well, doing a production. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, like the highlight was definitely them coming back. Um, but, you know, I didn't care for the, you know, the new trio of main characters. Uh, you know, I was yeah. really disappointed that there were no cameos from the original, you know, three, uh, you know, child actors, actors. I was happy that Billy Butcherson came back. So they did get Doug Jones. Um, obviously, you know, since, uh, Binks, um, you know, they vanquished the sisters in the first movie, he actually was freed from his curse. So he went to the afterlife, but we get cobweb, um, you know, so we get another black cat in there. Uh, his name's cobweb. It's Gil, uh, Gilbert's cat. Um, but you know, I, I really missed Binks. 
you know, like as a kid, like I, I had a little bit of a crush on Sean Murray. I, you know, I mean, who doesn't love him? You know, he was, he was cute. He was loyal. He cared about his sister. And I was really disappointed when I found out that that wasn't actually Sean Murray's voice. Cause like the voice is just, it's perfect. Um, and I always wanted a black cat. And if I ever got a black cat, I said, I swore to myself, I would name him Binks. Uh, I did get a black cat. His name is not Binks, though. But he he was here earlier when we first started talking. He uh he was doing a cameo. You may you may have he- heard him caterwauling in the background. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think people who listen to the pod probably hear the cats a lot because when Josh oh is God. on, oh my God, and it's always him. It's always him because he's just he's <laughs> very vocal. Yeah. Um. I I looked up the. It seems like who the main writer was on this, which was Jen D'Angelo. Um, mm-hmm. did a Fox sitcom LA to Vegas, which I don't remember, and then a CBS sitcom Happy Together, which I think was like canceled after a couple of episodes. Um, uh, so probably, yeah, it's probably why <laughs> this doesn't really land, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, they did well, get David yeah. Kirshner back and he. Yep. develop the characters you know and it, you know apparently he helped write the story not the screenplay but i think his contribution really is just the fact that they used like the th- like the sisters yeah yeah i think i think he was kind of there just uh because he also produced the film again so yeah. i think he was more of like i just want to make sure you guys are kind of doing it right and so, so that's that you guys aren't butchering it but yeah, you know i kind of kind of failed but um yeah i don't know it's like like i said it kind of just seemed like it was disjointed they had a couple of different things going on at once like they had um gilbert and billy butcherson like kind of going off on their own thing which i actually liked the two of them together but it was like but it was like i don't know it just kind of seemed like a very disjointed story for a long time and then they're also dealing with like the girls and their drama between themselves about like yeah each other and i would have liked them to kind of like um i don't know i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of make it seem like they're gonna be the new witches in town like maybe you should have focused a little more on the new girls so that way well yeah and that's and that's a whole nother subplot yeah so again it's established right in the very beginning that you know a witch gets their power uh you know uh when they turn 16 so it's um the one character's 16th birthday on Halloween and you know she they would always go to the forest like as part of like the birthday ritual and you know she uh they all have the same like necklace so it's like kind of like they have their own coven but they're not calling it that uh you know she has crystals and a couple people call her out they're like oh well you know you, you're kind of into that witchcraft and she's like well it's just a good luck charm so there's definitely undertones of like modern like you know which witches and then you know she actually does develop powers yeah and so i mean they kind of um like alluded to it at the beginning you know that she's like 16 and you know she's just turning 16 and she's very much into witchcraft and stuff like that so you kind of had an idea that they were going to try to do something like that yeah um for some reason, I thought all three of the witches in the first one had powers. I didn't realize Winifred was the only one that had powers. Well, she had like the zapping and everything, because like 
yeah. book like was like given specifically to her, but mm-hmm. like all three yeah. of them used it. But she was the spellcaster. She was definitely the most powerful one. Yeah. Um, Mary, you know, had like the super sniffer, and Sarah yep. had the um the siren song. Yeah, but then they all were able to zap people when when she did. Oh the, yeah, when they did the magic a maxima. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then and then you know, it kind of seemed like I don't know. Also, it kind of uh, this whole thing. I don't know if it was. Be- I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. But um, in Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Endgame, um, uh, there was a lot of Soul Stone um, reference. Like it kind of seems all very similar to the Soul Stone on how you have to get the Soul Stone. I don't know if you've seen those. Or no, not. I don't really yeah. follow that. Yeah, so there was there was a lot of that. I'm sure if Josh is listening in the background or if he listens back to this, he'll know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So yeah, there was because uh, you have to. Uh, I'll kind of do a little bit of a spoiler here. So you basically have to give a life to to get the stone. Um, so Thanos like kills his daughter in order to get the stone in Infinity War, and then that's when Scarlet Witch dies in in um, Endgame. Um, is when she like, uh, she like sacrifices herself so that way Hawkeye can get the stone to you know fix what Thanos did. Um, and so that whole thing where in order to become the most powerful witch in the world, you had to give up what you love the most, kind of reminded me of that. And I don't know if it yeah. was because it was a Disney movie and Marvel is part of Disney, and mm. if they wanted to, because I don't remember any of that part being in the first one. So I think no, and that's yeah. yeah. There was no reference to this to this spell in the first one, um, you know, and you know she thinks you know lover, so she 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 thinks it's Billy Butcherson, but you know we've already established right in the beginning like it's actually her sisters. Yeah, and the redemption act is like you could see she's heartbroken when her sisters you know disappear disappear into dust into the winds. And then, you know, like all she wants is to be reunited with them. And she thinks that means to bring them back. But no, it's to send her to them. And again, like it's, you know, these are they're supposed to be the villains. And, you know, it's, you know, it's a it's redemption. And, you know, it's like the wussification of these witches, you know, like, not that I was ever scared of them per se, because like, I mean, again, this is more kid friendly. But like, like I said, like, they're established to be not very good people and like willing to kill children and then you know like they don't seem very fearsome in this in this it's also like and it's also like there's nothing really besides like us seeing it in the past there's nothing in modern salem when they're going around trying to get stuff that she's like very remorseful it's not until her sisters just disappear that she's like you know, she it misses just seems a, like a complete like yeah. one eighty for her character. Mm. Yeah, and and like if you were, and if you had, if you cut out that whole Salem scene, it just seems like very odd that all of a sudden she goes from wanting to kill this guy's entire um, bloodline to all of a sudden like begging like for mercy, like, like yeah, please for help mercy. me. Yeah, yeah. Which which you would think if you from watching the first one, you're like, oh, this is just a ploy for her to get the book back or something. Because she does stuff. No, like that. she mm-hmm. means it. Like she wants yeah. her sisters back. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I just mean like if if you hadn't seen that Salem part, you well, would it think doesn't it seem was, like it's yeah. the same character. 
Yeah, no, and I mean that that's also another thing with like modern storytelling and stuff like that. Like a lot of times like the villain has to be sympathetic. And I'm like, yeah. you don't always need this like, you know, like they make the movie Maleficent and stuff like that where like the Actually, villain I was is thinking like, about that during this yeah, like, you know, right. cuz they're trying to humanize them, but like listen, yeah. you you can like sometimes a villain is just a villain. Yep. You know, like I mean you know, sometimes they're just there to like ruin the day. And, you know, sometimes you just need somebody to save the day. And, you know, they don't need to be, um, you know, remorseful for anything. You know, you can just have these witches, just the, the, the new witch and her coven, like come in and just, you know, make them disappear and, you know, be like, listen, this is what you get for trying to eat children and uh trying right? to kill uh-huh. girl trying to kill that girl in her entire bloodline like you know what I mean? like it's i don't know it it's just very weird like how they did it and i think it's just because and i think that's where it comes in with a lot of these which um i'm not going to get too much into it because i talk about it too much when we talk about movies but top gun maverick um it's 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 different how they did this one as compared to that one because it's almost in the same vein where like <clears throat> where like Top Gun Maverick is like thirty five years after the first one, and then this one is like twenty nine years after. So it's kind of on the same course, I guess, of like what they're doing and what they did with Top Gun Maverick as compared to what they did with this one. It just seems very um, different. Like they don't like treat the characters like too differently in in top gun maverick like like tom cruise's character and Iceman and stuff like that like they kind of respect the fact of what they were in the first movie but then they just kind of show that they have grown as people where this one you know they they didn't live for these 29 years they were in the candle thing for another 29 years so it's like they didn't grow as characters like it's not like they had time to grow and whatever. It's like essentially they just woke up from a twenty-nine year nap, and it's like you know how can they have learned all these lessons? How could they have like you know changed their thing? And even just in, like like ten minutes before they that all happens, they're like still trying to kill the girls and they're trying to still eat children and kill children and become youthful. And it's like now all of a sudden because your sisters are gone, now you're gonna be like you know, let me join them. It's, I don't know. It's, it's very weird, very odd. And yeah, it's just no, kind of I mean, that movie. just was not her character. Like mm. it was very out of character. And when that happened, yeah. I groaned like, and my friends were looking at me, they're like, are you okay? And I was just like, and I was like, this is just, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> let me guess. They all loved it. Um, I mean, they appreciated it, but yeah. I think that we were all just really, fans of the original yeah yeah i kind of i kind of got a sense from like all the people that i knew that that watched it and i talked to them um it was kind of like a very mixed bag um my my grandmother hated it (laughs) um my mom my mom was iffy on it uh my stepmom was iffy on it i think my sister kind of sort of liked it um my cousin liked it she said it was good for what it was i'm like okay whatever that means and um i i don't hate it but i don't like it like it like i'm somewhere in between like midway and hate it like i'm kind of in that like area like 
it's not the worst thing I've seen this year, but it's definitely <laughs> nowhere near the first one. Yeah. Like, you know, during my like, you know, yearly rotation of like Halloween movies, I mm-hmm. think I'll stick to the original. I don't need to I'll- watch this again. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is not joining the rotation of Halloween movies. No, and and as we've like alluded to, um, you know, earlier, you know, I think they're trying to open the, you know, keep this open for a possible third one, mm-hmm. which yeah. I really hope doesn't come to fruition. So, like again, yeah. they did the the mid um the mid credits uh you know scene, and you see Cobweb, you know, the black cat running around the magic shop and he jumps on a bookcase and right next to it is a uh, a box that says bf you know for black flame um Mm. candle and it says number two so you know people were saying like oh well you know the one that they used you know to light was the you know was the second one but the interpretation i take it is that that's the second one that gilbert made so there is in fact a third black flame candle (laughs) well i mean i mean that i mean that could be true um i mean it could also be because the uh working title was black flame um so i don't know maybe maybe that was just a easter egg thing to like what the working title was but um but yeah no i i definitely opens it up for a third one though at the end like especially when they stop walking like them and you know, obviously they have powers. And oh, then yeah, the yeah. Crow, they, did, they did do the walk. Is, I did like that. Yeah, and then the crow is, like, following behind them, so that's going to be the mother witch again. That's probably going to, like, you know, appear to them now in the third one. It could be, and, yeah. Yeah, so... Because there's um, also I mean, a reference to, to the mother witch because uh, she can shapeshift. Um, mm-hmm. So there was also speculation that she, her ca- she herself cast that spell because when she reveals that she's a witch and she reveals that the three sisters, you know, are also witches, they ask, they're like, well, where's your coven? And she goes, it's only me. Like, you know, the world is not kind to witches. And her eyes glowed the same way that Winifred's did when she, you know, cast the, um, the spell. So there was some speculation that she herself cast it and she can turn into like, um, I guess like a like a crow or a raven or some kind of yeah. bird, and we see the bird at the end too. Yeah. So uh, there's yeah, that she could, so you know, is it she that, could come back. So is it that she was actually Winifred, or that she was there and she cast it like for Winifred because she wasn't? No, able no, to. no, no. So there's speculation because like it makes a witch. So like whoever casts it. Uh all powerful so like multiple people can cast it but whoever Uh, is like not actually doing the incantation it doesn't affect them so like i also like i guess i didn't ever realize this in the first one so whenever they would do the incantations from the book it was always winnie actually doing them and then the two sisters would kind of do the like it uh there's like a rhyme it's like itchika Talika, yeah. Malika, Mystica, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So she, they weren't actually doing the incantation like Winnie was. Yeah. Hmm. So the speculation is that you know, um, you know, Winnie did successfully cast the spell, but she was immediately remorseful and then asked to be reunited with her sister, uh, with her sisters. So then you know she she disappeared too, but. I don't, the mother, which, you know, doesn't seem to have that same remorse, mm. 
you know, because they actually, the mother witch actually tries to feed the potion to young Sarah when, you know, in in the time jump in the beginning until she realized, she goes, no, you guys are actually witches because she was smelling them. So she had like many, she had many different powers. The fact that she could like sniff them out and and she even said, she goes, you guys, you aren't like the other children that I've eaten. And then she goes, met. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. she's already done that spell. So like, I think Which that she I'm cast also, the spell, it's probably yeah. sacrificed, you know, her coven and is all powerful. Hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I, I also was wondering why she never actually showed up. So, like, why would you show her in in that part if you weren't going to bring her back too at the end for some reason? Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I was surprised that we only yeah. saw I mean, unless her they just did that. Although I guess seeing the bird fly overhead at the end. Yeah. was like a nod to her and again if they do decide to go with a third one i i strongly suspect that they would focus on her yeah it probably was just set up for like a sequel or something which also it, it is it is disney about it too. yeah i mean you know they do that a lot where they'll like throw something in or whatever and then they'll come back to it you know they do that a lot in the marvel movies and in the star well kind of sort yeah. of in the star Wars stuff but in Marvel, they do that a lot where, like, they'll throw in something and then, like, a couple movies later, they'll come back to it. Um, yeah. But this one, like, I can I can clearly see, like, her probably being the villain of the next one. Um, just yeah. because I can't really think of who would be the villain of the next one. Um, yeah. Unless they just come up with something else. Unless but, they bring uh, them back again. I mean, like I said, Bette Midler's 70. Yeah, God bless no, it, 76 years old. <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think this was their way of writing them off. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them coming back. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I guess trying to think if I really have anything else to say. I mean, positive wise, like, I mean, the songs were kind of fun. I mean, I just didn't get like, um, I didn't really get like how, like, Obviously, they weren't alive in like the seventies and eighties. So, like, how do they know some of these songs and decided to like redo them? But of disbelief. Yeah. Although the first movie, right before she puts a, she does. I, uh, you know, I put a spell on you. The skeleton, like they're performing that song. So Mm -hmm. then she performs the exact same song, just with her spin. So, like, you know. That I can understand, but yeah, no, they do two different songs. They do the witches, the witches, the witches are back, and they even yeah. joke. They're like, "Who are they performing for?" Because yeah. it's in the middle of the woods, and mm-hmm. then they do one way or another. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess it's just kind of like a fun thing to throw in there. But like, my mind goes to like, you know, they wouldn't really know these songs, so it's like, how could they just like randomly come up with like their own version of them? But whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things where, like, I don't think people really care all that much. That's just me being weird about it. And I guess Nick nitpicky about it. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would probably say um, I give movies a score out of seven. Yeah. Because uh, I'm weird. Um, so I would probably give this maybe like a two out of seven. Yeah. I was thinking that too. I mean, you know, the plot is definitely the the low point. Yeah. Which I mean that that's the entire movie that like drives it, but like, <laughs> you know, the plot is just it's it's not good. Um no, no you it's know, not. The, the 
the you know even the new characters again with what they're get with what they're given they do a good job like the mm-hmm. new characters and then the legacy characters i mean like i said they're having a doing this you know some of the humor was really good like tony hale calls them the gothic golden girls at one point i i laughed at that um but you know there was also some humor that (laughs) was was really juvenile and like just not funny yeah and i mean that's that's another thing too is like i laughed at that too and that just and that was another thing that just bugged me. And it was like, I mean, you have somebody like Tony Hale and you're just like wasting him in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, you know, um, you had that uh, kind of like a uh, good thing going with Gilbert and Billy Butcherson. And that kind of just kind of fizzled out and doesn't really go anywhere. And it's like, yeah. And I, I'm almost waiting for like a spinoff with them for some reason or whatever. Like they're going to bring no, back. They were Billy definitely Butcherson good together. Then, but, and yeah, it's yeah. like, their like their time together is played over the one way or another like it's kind of shown in a montage so we don't even see all that much dialogue between the two so i mean you know there's there's a lot of stuff they breezed over there's a lot of stuff they just try to i guess squeeze into it um it's almost like they took whatever the original idea was and then the new people may have came in and just kind of like put their spin on it or something or maybe because like this this is actually a longer movie than the original yeah and like you know it almost like feels shorter somehow like it's actually longer in terms of runtime but like you know the pacing was off too like the pacing of the original like was very different and like Mm -hmm. uh, you know it was it was relatively short you know the first one it was like only like um like an hour and a half, I think. But yeah. like, you know, you got the most out of this. And this, you know, what was longer, but like it feels shorter somehow. Yeah, this one, this um, so the first one um is sort of focused on the sisters, but it kind of seems like it's more focused on the kids. Where this one, it's yeah. more focused on the sisters because they're the stars of the movie. Well, yeah, and, they're the only original yeah. cast members that came yeah. back, right? <laughs> yeah, well, even that, but like, even in the first one, though, like, like, Bette Miller and Sarah Jessica Parker were bigger stars than these people were, like the kids. You oh, know yeah, what I no, mean? totally. But, but it's like, it was more kid focused because it's a kids movie. You know, but yeah. in this one, it's more focused on the sisters because it's a nostalgia thing. And I think yes. that's where it fails, is that this tries to be a nostalgia act rather than a sequel to a very good and, you know, loved movie. You know, and I think that's just where it fails. And, you know, it doesn't seem like, and it's kind of odd because you don't have people going online trying to, like, praise this like other stuff that we've covered before like we just did a whole fan service episode where we talk about like rings of power and um dragon and stuff like that where like people are trying to like excuse away stuff because of whatever um yeah but you don't really see that with this one which i kind of like i don't i i like how you don't really see people trying to exclude oh well that was just whatever or this was just whatever like it's still a great movie but it kind of sucks but it's still a great movie you know, you don't really see people saying it's it's a mixed bag and it kind of people are just letting it be a mixed bag, which I mean, I don't know if Disney loves that so much, but it is what it is. Yeah. I think they were hoping for like a I mean, who knows? Maybe they got a giant boost in Disney Plus subscriptions, so they don't really oh, care. Oh, yeah, but... I'm sure, you know, yeah. absolutely. Like this was a this is a huge draw 
from mm. uh, Disney Plus, and I and you touched upon it too with like Disenchanted. I'm pretty sure that's going directly on Disney Plus as well. Yeah, yeah, and then they got um, they also have a a Marvel thing coming out for Halloween, Werewolf by Night. So like that's gonna be a special on there too. So they're they're gearing up for a lot of stuff to just go right on to Disney Plus. And yeah. obviously this was the you know the anchor for all of you know their Halloween stuff for October. Yeah. But um yeah, it kind of was a dud though. You know, sad to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean there's a lot of you know what? I enjoyed them. watching it once and yep. I think once was enough. <laughs> Very well put. Very well put. You know, now I gotta go watch the. I feel like I I feel inclined to go watch the original. <laughs> uh, gotta go wash it out. Wash right? it out. Right? Like I've, I've had enough of this. You know, of wokus pocus too. I'm gonna go watch the original. <laughs> yeah, Josh has been calling that in the chat. Wokus pocus. It, I mean, that's like actually what it is, though. And I I I I volunteered myself to join him and Brandon on uh, the eventual review of the new Hellraiser. Which he's been calling. Uh, I think, did that come out? I, I think, or I think it's either coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I, I know it comes out tomorrow yeah, I or something. Watch it, and I said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think oh, you were you on the original review we did of Hellraiser, or was that just me and him? I uh, I don't think so. I'm not a huge Hellraiser fan. Right. I mean, I've seen yeah, it. You I know, know, I know he yeah. loves it. It's not really my bag. Yeah, I forget. I for, I forgot which one you were on. Where was the three of us? But yeah, I did it. I did a review with Josh um, for the original Hellraiser, and I was not a fan of it. And I just kind of let him go on and on about how much he loved it. So, oh yeah, um, this no, should be, he could go yeah, on so, for days talking about yeah. it. Um, yeah, so this should be interesting when uh, the three of us get on because usually him and Brandon, Brandon, are uh, usually roping me into watching some weird horror crap, and uh, <laughs> this time I volunteered. So. Um, well, like he yeah. loves, I mean, he loves, you know, um, Doug Bradley, the guy that played the original um, Pinhead. Oh. Like we actually went to one of those monster manias and he met that met him. And, you know, he's oh. a very prickly old British dude, um, yeah. you know, so Josh was like, I think a little turned off by him. But like, you know, I feel like they are just like crucifying the character with with the casting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah. So I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad we got to do another review. Uh, these are fun. The uh, the two of us doing reviews and stuff like that. If there's more that uh you want to review, you can always let us know and, and jump on. And they're gonna be doing the more of the Lord of the Rings ones. I know I did the Hobbit ones with you guys, but I yeah. figured uh, Brendan jump on the Lord of the Rings ones. So. But yeah, no, are- totally. I felt bad. We had to reschedule. I had some some late late work nights, but uh, yeah, yeah nah. we'll we'll get back on track. I think we're 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 overdue for the two towers. <laughs> yeah, our uh, our 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 review schedules are never set in stone. So, <laughs> hey, life <laughs> happens, right? Yeah, yep, yep. Life happens. All right. Well, this was fun. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to go into the spiel of what we have coming up next because I'm not really sure where we're going to be putting this and everything. I know Josh is doing more of his Josh Ween stuff. Um, uh-huh. And so I know I know he calls it something different, but I, I like calling it Josh Ween. And, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and uh, we got some other stuff coming up. 
Uh, we're going to be having truck stuff, I think, not this following, but not this weekend, but the next weekend because John's away. Um, so when John's away, the rest of us can play. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah. So anyway, um, thanks for listening to our reviews of Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. And happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, indeed. Happy Halloween. And it's all just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.